Now going back to the first definition that I gave for covenant, a blood connection. We all know that Jesus Christ died on the cross and his blood was shed for us. And it connected us to everything Christ is and everything that God wanted us to be connected to. So as we go over um, a covenant mentality today, becoming your reality, I want you to think about that Jesus Christ died on the cross as a sacrifice and shed his blood to connect you back with the Father. Amen. 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 Another definition that I want to go over before I jump into the word is this. Um, reality. What is reality? Reality. The definition for reality is what is real. What is real, true, or fact. What is real, true, or fact. Shaping the perception and the attitude. Glory to God, I love that definition. So reality is what is real, true, or fact. Shaping the perception and the attitude. So when God, y'all got the definition? I go on. One more time. Let me know. All right. Reality is what is real. Truth or fact, shaping the perception and the attitude. Y'all have it? Alright. I love the definition because what's real to you is what you're going to experience. Come on, yeah. Amen. Whatever, uh, whatever is a reality to you, that's what you're going to experience. That's how you're going to conduct yourself. That's how you're going to behave. That's how you're going to speak. That's how you're going to respond. So when God established the new covenant, in the new covenant came a new mindset. Come on, yeah. And with that mindset, it has the ability to shape your perception. What is your perception? How you perceive things. Yeah. How you view things. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So God has the... Um, let me say it like this. When God established the new covenant, he gave us a new mind. And with that mind, we got a new way of perceiving this life that we now live in. Right. This life that we now live in supposed to be perceived or viewed as everything goes back to eternal life. Come on. Because Jesus Christ's blood put us in, a, in this new covenant, position us in a place to where we don't see like the world. Glory to God. Glory to God. So with this shaping, with this new shaping of our perception gave us a new attitude. And this attitude is a kingdom attitude. But I don't know that I can use the word kingdom. I use kingdom like it now. God, no, that's what I'm from. But what I'm attached to is a brand new covenant. So God established a new covenant for us to have a new covenant attitude, a new covenant mindset, a new covenant reality, a new covenant perception. Yeah. And that word attitude means this. Y'all can write this down. It's old. It's a couple years ago. Dr. Young gave us what attitude means. Attitude means this. Your morals, 
your values, and your conduct and mindset, right? Your attitude is your morals, your values, your conduct, or mindset. Attitude and mindset is the same thing. So God established a new covenant with the intention is this. What's acceptable to him should be acceptable to you. That's what morals mean. What's acceptable to him if sickness ain't acceptable to him, it should be acceptable Come to you. Come on here. If black ain't acceptable to him, it should be acceptable to you. Come on. Amen. If divorce is not acceptable to him, it should be acceptable to you. Come Amen. on. You have a new covenant yeah. for y'all. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Your values. What do you value? What do you treasure? Yeah. What do you put your desires in? What do your passions come from? What what is most important? To you. Glory to God. What's most important to me is for me to fellowship with the believers. I traveled in rain today. Glory Amen. to God. I didn't look out the out the window and say, you know what, the weather bad here. It must be bad. They let me call them and tell them they, they got somebody that they can mess. No, God gave me word for this house that I'm covering. Amen. 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 See, that's important to me. And I understand that if it's important to me, it's important to God. Right. Glory to God. So, going to conduct, I conducted myself as if I'm an ambassador, which means that, come on, man. Let's go back to the cleaning principle. The condition of the, 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 condition of the ambassador, the condition of the ambassador is I subject to what he served. So, if it's raining, pouring down, whether my, my uh, driveway flooded with water, that don't mean nothing to me. Amen. The weather is subject to me. Right. Glory to God. So I tell him what to do. Okay, we're going to get down this highway safely. Glory to God. Amen. That's a covenant reality. The covenant has to be real to you if you're going to ever experience the promises of the kingdom. Come on here. There's a promise that God will protect us. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. Right. So he left me or forsake me on the highway from the day to uh, Baker. Glory to God. Amen. It's real to me. Amen. 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 Let's go to Hebrews 10 and 2. Amen when you get there. Amen. 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 Wait a minute first. Wait. Amen. My glasses. Oh, there it is. Amen. I can see you Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Hebrews 10 and 2. Let's read it together. I'm reading from the King James. Amen. 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 Glory to God. I'm going to read this thing. Amen. Let's get it. Hebrews 10 and 2. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. Now, this was the old covenant, old covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Where they offer sacrifice, bulls, lambs, all those things. We all know that. But I want you to pay attention that the scripture says these worshipers sacrificed, made these sacrifices with the intentions of having a clear conscience. 
was the old covenant couldn't clear their conscience. Amen. Come on, yeah. Come on. Okay? Amen. The old covenant could not clear their conscience. They still felt guilty. They still felt unworthy. Right? Amen. So the new covenant was established to make sure the worshipers, which is us, somebody say me, Amen. to have a purified conscience. That's why the new covenant was established. If we're going to go to the word today, what we see in the word that God has given us a pure conscience. Come on. Amen. Amen. He doesn't want anything to come in to condemn us or make us feel guilty or make us feel unworthy or make us feel that we should be in his presence. Amen. Amen. Because he wants us to always stay confident in the new covenant so it can be our experience in our everyday life. So write this statement down before we go into some more scriptures. The importance of a covenant mentality. The importance of a covenant mentality. Is the washing. Is the washing. And regeneration. The need, I'm sorry, the importance of a covenant mentality is the washing and regeneration work of a condemning conscience. The importance of a covenant mentality is the washing and regeneration work of a condemning conscience. I know it's a long statement, so if I need to repeat it, I will. Everybody got it? Okay, moving on. So the whole purpose of the new covenant was for us to have a pure conscience. In the old covenant, we see, we read Hebrews 10 all the way through. We won't read it today, glory to God, read it on time, amen. <laughs> You'll see that the old covenant cannot purify the believer's conscience. So God had to establish a new covenant Amen. to give us a clear conscience. Amen? Amen. Now let's turn back to Hebrews 9 and 14. Let me show you something. 9 and 14. Hebrews 9 and 14. Ooh, I get excited about this. Let's read this one together. I told y'all to read the last one, but y'all must have froze up. <laughs> Let's read Hebrews 9 and 14 together. Amen? Y'all read it? Y'all got it? They get nothing. They try to keep it. They get it. They have to flip a page. They have to press a few buttons. Glory to God. All right. Let's read it together. And it reads, How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So, the writer was getting you ready for the covenant reality to let you know that your conscience, your mindset, your mental, your soul has already purged, purified. Got rid of all guilt, 
because of the blood. I told you this covenant that we now live in is a blood connection. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ's blood being shed, you now no longer have to live in guilt. You now no longer have to live in sin. You now no longer have to live in unworthiness. You now no longer. Amen. You now live out this covenant that has purified you. That word purge. Is Cathario in the Greek? I'll spell it for you. Maybe pronouncing it wrong, but amen. It's not Greek language. You can't tell me it's wrong. <laughs> Cathario is K A T K A T H A R I O. Cathario. Glory to God. Glory to God. Cathario. And it means. To cleanse from filth. To cleanse from filth. Hallelujah. It also means to purify. To make pure. I like this last definition. To eliminate what is fruitless. To eliminate what is fruitless. To eliminate what is fruitless by purifying. Purge. Glory to God. Glory to God. So back again at the scripture, the writer is saying, How much more shall the blood of Christ? Which means you don't need nothing else. <coughs> Your works can't purify you. Let me talk about it. You paying tithes can't purify you. What you say? Come on, yeah. You coming in every service can't purify you. Come on. You getting up reading your word can't purify you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You joining a certain organization, church can't purify you. Come on. Glory to God. You have already been purified. We gonna go to it. You've already been purified by the blood of Christ. Yes. The blood don't. You see, we gotta get out of old covenant mentality. Talk about the blood covers. No, it don't. Amen. The blood has cleansed you. Come well, on. Yeah. 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 Amen. Come on. Glory to God. So the blood has purified you, cleansed you from all filth, and eliminated what is fruitless in your life. So if you're not producing fruit, that means that you're not experiencing the covenant reality. You're gonna have to change your mindset because God has already given you a covenant mentality. Amen. Amen. You have to learn to walk out this covenant mentality. Glory to God. Woo! <laughs> Amen. So let's go to uh, Romans 4 and 5. Let's look at it. I'm, I'm just building. Can I build a little bit? Lord, don't bother did you say Bob the builder? Yeah. <laughs> Glory. Romans 4. 4 and 5. Woo! It says, Yeah. It says, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. 
But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. <laughs> so the writer is saying this. To the one that, that know that they don't have to work, yeah. glory to God. Amen. To, to the one that know they don't have to work, you can't work in this life. Come on here. It's already been worked out for you, glory to God. You can't work. See, do, see, I love the Bible because it has certain uh, way of spelling certain words to get you to see. It says, but to him that worketh. ETH, you know what I mean? Consistently. Yeah. Come on. Just keep on. Just keep on trying to work. I'm trying to keep myself right. I can't go to because I gotta be right. But the Bible says, but to him that work it not. Come on. Yeah. It ain't on your work. Come on. That's Amen. You know what? See, I done got persecuted, rejected for teaching this message here in fairness. What you mean is not on our works? Yes, it is. Okay. You want to believe that? I'm going to prove my promise. Show it to you in scripture. If you don't want to believe, if you don't want to believe, that's on you, baby. I'm going to keep on saying what I got to say. Amen. And it shows me good to say it in a place that I know that y'all getting the same stuff. Amen. Amen. We can't stop saying what the words say. Right. No matter if nobody accepted or not. Yeah. So, but to him that working not, hallelujah. Come on. But believe it. Now here you see an ETH on the end again of that word, but believe it. Yeah. That means the believer has the responsibility to believe the word only no matter what's going on. Keep on believing. Keep on believing this new covenant when it looks like you ain't experiencing a new covenant. Come on, come on, come on. Glory to God. So, but to him that working not, but believe it on him that justified the ungodly. Jesus Christ obeyed the Father and done what he had to do as a sacrifice, sacrificial offering for us to take us out of one category class to the next one. On. We were the ungodly, yes, on. but now we are the godly. Amen. If we say that we're justified, we got to say that we godly. Come on. Because justified means that you've been free from all guilt. Come on, Glory to God. You say you to justify, act like you to justify. Walk up with confidence no matter what you've done last night or the last second. Glory to God. We can't let our thoughts condemn us. Come on. We can't let our actions condemn us because at the end of the day, God don't see what you do. He see what he created. Come on, yes. Thank you. And I love that man for that. <laughs> Amen. I love that man for that. I tell my youth all the time, I make mistakes all the time. They say, Pastor Shay, you slip? Yes, I slip. What? Make me mad enough. <laughs> I ain't boasting in it, but I do. You got to be real. Come on, come on. But the love of the Father is so merciful, so yeah. forgiving, so gracious towards me. I don't let with my actions, if I do slip up, condemn me. Because that means I don't have a covenant mentality. We got to develop the covenant mentality in us yeah. by looking in the word, searching out the scripture, and seeing what God has truly done. Yeah. Why? Because he loved us and gave us one requirement to believe. Jesus. So not on our works, but believing on him. Switching us from the ungodly to the godly and giving us righteousness, which make which, which is making us right. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
So the need, the importance of a covenant mentality is washing and regeneration work of a condemning conscience. God had one intention in mind for us when he created the new covenant was to make sure that our conscience become purified. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we stay in that mindset. Because guess what? When you get in the mindset to where you're not having covenant thoughts, that doesn't mean that what God done failed. Come on here. It means you have stopped believing. Come on here. And sometimes we got to be real. Not sometimes. We have to be real with ourselves and, and just say, you know what? I'm not in faith right now. I'm in doubt. I let guilt sneak in. I let fear sneak in. Amen. Glory to God. We got to learn to not let the enemy's thoughts or fearful thoughts bombard our mind. Yeah. I'm reading a book called The, um, the Power of Right Believing by Joseph Prince. And in this chapter, he talks about you creating mental movies. You creating mental movies. And he tells a story about a business owner forgot what kind of business he has, but he had to go to warehouses and um, wee hours in the morning by himself to get um, his deliveries prepared. And he began to read the newspaper early in the morning before he would go out to the warehouse. And he read something tragic that happened in the world. And it instantly, it began, to, um, it began to have fear and anxiety come upon him. His breathing changed and things of that nature. So after he began, after he read that story, he started having issues with anxiety attacks. And one time he had anxiety attacks so bad he thought it was a heart attack. And he went to the hospital. And when he went to the hospital, the um, people ran the test on him and everything, ran all kinds of tests on him and they told him that you're not having a heart attack, everything is okay, this is the anxiety attack. You need to get out this bed so we can give it to somebody else that's having a heart attack. That's how, that's how Joseph Prince uh, write in the, book, in the book. And so when I was reading this chapter, and he went on further, he said, we have to, we have to make sure that we create mental movies by us meditating on the scripture. Amen. And we meditate and mutter and repeatedly say the scripture over and over yes. and over with us, and within us, it'll become a memory to us. To where when we do have the wrong thought, we'll automatically be able to pull from that scripture and mutter that and it will change our mental movie. Amen. I'm here to tell you today to answer this question if you, you will ask me this. How does reality come? How does reality come? Reality comes with repetition. It comes through repetition. It can be a godly reality or it can be an ungodly reality. It comes through repetition. But I'm not here to tell you to create ungodly realities. I'm here to tell you that you're supposed to create godly realities because God has established a new covenant for you. So you have to take responsibility and get a scripture and let it become yeah. your mental movie. Amen. So you can play the right image in your mind. Amen. Check this out. When God created us in Genesis 1 and 26, he made us in the image and likeness of himself. Yeah. So image and likeness is very, 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 very important for the believer. Come on, yeah. It's imperative for the believer. If the believer don't create the right image and likeness within themselves, they won't believe. Come on. How could you take the foundation of how God created you and don't use it? Come on. Come on, man. 
Even in the world when the foundation is shaking in a house, what do you have to do? If your foundation is shaking in your house, what do you have to do? So how do we think condemnation, how do we think condemnation can't creep in if we don't keep our foundation? If we don't keep our image and our likeness in an upkeep? The word image means identity, your mindset. The word likeness means your behavior, your character. So we have the responsibility to make sure that our identity and our character, our likeness is not shaken. And God has already given us everything that we need. Because yeah. we, let's turn to it. Y'all know what Genesis 1 is. Because if y'all pass a favorite scripture, let's turn to it. I want to show you something. Can we look at it? Amen. Amen. Genesis 1 and 26 and 27. Let's see what it says. This scripture won't get older, man. Is it going to get older, y'all? Amen. Amen. Let's read it. It says, Verse 26 and 27, it says, And God said, Let us make men in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So God created, let's look at verse 27, what it says, created, past this. He created man yeah. in his own image. In the image of God, created he him. So this mindset, glory to God, was the true intention for man. Come on. In verse 27, he said he created man his own image. I mean, he was finished with man. Glory to God. I know we have to confess we are spirit, but are you really acting like one? Come on, man. Because your mind and your body will tell you nothing about what you face. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. So God was done with man when he created him in his image. So we have to make sure that our image, the image that God gave us, give us our confidence, give us our joy, give us our peace. Amen. Because if it does not, your peace, your joy, your confidence will be interrupted. Come on. Yeah. Let's look at one more scripture about this purge thing. John 15. You want a John 15? Y'all so quiet. Mm -hmm. Take it in. Take it in. Amen. 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 John 15, 1 and 3. 1 through 3. Y'all there? Amen. Amen. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bear it, now fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So this is Jesus talking to us and telling us that this purging process is, is done in him by the way of the Father. Amen? And everything that does not produce fruit, he take it away. And everything that needs a little push, he give it more by keeping it purified. So you see in the word what Jesus is saying this to us about himself. So if we believe that we're one with the Lord and whatever he's saying goes for us, we got to understand that this process is already done for us. Now let me prove to you that it's already done. 
Now this was Jesus talking. Now let's turn to this, Titus 3. And this was done for Jesus, but let me show you what was done for us in this purging process. Titus 3. I still ain't put the glasses on. Where's my phone? Give me a Bible. Yeah. Amplified. Pull it up in the Amplified. Titus 3. Y'all got it? Okay, I'm going to read it in the King James, and then Jennifer is going to read it in the um, Amplified. I'm reading Titus chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. It says, not by works, that whatever word works again, yeah. not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which is shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now read it for me in the Amplified. Saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of, of the new birth, spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Amen. So this regeneration process was done, first of all, because God loved us so much. He was so merciful and loving towards us that he wanted to make sure that our conscience be purified forever. So what he done was he gave us the Holy Ghost. Amen. Gave us the most important person on earth. He made sure that we have the Holy Spirit now working in us to keep us purified. So this regeneration work that is done by the Holy Ghost is done in us forever. The Holy Spirit don't go nowhere when you mess up. You may not listen to him, glory to God, but he don't go nowhere. He continues wants to do a regeneration work within you. And when you when you decide to listen, you decide to get. And he and he pours out that pure, purifying process, cleaning you from all those filthy thoughts. Do you understand what the new covenant has done for us in our mindset? The only requirement that we have to do is to believe. Amen. Amen. And then he feeds onto us this regenerating process that keep us free from condemnation, that keep us free from guilty mindsets, that keep us free from unworthiness, that keep us free from our past mistakes, that keep us free from our past hurts. Glory to God. Amen. Just a personal testimony. My dad died probably 22 years ago. Today is his birthday. Glory to God. Hallelujah for my father. Amen. At one point in my life, I couldn't even, I couldn't dare teach on the day of my daddy died. I was in grief. I was in sorrow. Missing my father. But see, this covenant mindset in me, I may miss him, but I won't get depressed about him. I may miss him, but I won't get anxious about him. Because I understand that, yes, that was my biological father, but now I'm connected to a father that is forever with me. Yeah. Amen. Always with me. Amen. And see, I couldn't develop that type of confidence. You got to understand. A, a, a little girl lose her father at the age of 12, 13 years old. 
just, I mean, I, I'm so afraid to die from HIV, AIDS, full-blown AIDS. At that time, at that time in society, we wouldn't talk about it. Amen. I didn't know, they not know he was dying from that condition until five days before we died. So you got to see what that type of hurt done to me. But you also got to see what the Holy Ghost Amen. has done for me. Amen. To continue to grow up without a father, but know that, guess what? That was my biological father that I lost, but now I have a father with all these benefits and promises that will keep me going forward in the way of the kingdom. Could nobody get me out that place of depression but the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost opened up these, what the people, what the world may say mysteries, but guess what? The Holy Ghost make it not a mystery. That's good. So the word in the Holy Ghost developed this confidence to where it purged me from all that filth that your father is. Mm -hmm. I was talking to God this morning, I said, you know what? I'm not fatherless. Hmm. I'm not an orphan. No, to God. I'm not a statistic or a victim because my daddy law daddy left me at an early age. Yeah. Glory to God. Do you know the statistics on, on children that grow up without their father? My goodness. I'm not the one. Nope. Glory to God. Glory. I have a doctor degree. I'm very highly educated. Glory to God. I have influence. I deal with self-esteem problems. What who may know indeed. That confidence comes from the covenant. Come on. Amen. <laughs> By the working of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To keep me spiritual conscious. Glory to God. Amen. No, covenant conscious. Covenant conscious. Amen. See what time it is. I got somewhere to go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Write this definition down. I'm about to close up with the start. Covenant conscious. Hallelujah. Covenant conscious. Conscious in the midst of chaos. In the midst of chaos. Amen. Yes, Lord God. 
in my closing, God created the world in the midst of chaos. Amen. And when he created the world, he did create it too in the midst of chaos. Amen. Glory to God. And what, how did he create you? First of all, he believed and he said. Yeah. He believed and he said. If we go back to Genesis 1 and we walk through how he created the world and how he created you, he said and then it was. Yeah. He said and then it was. He said and then it was. So that means this, that he had a covenant covenant. He believed so much in his word that he knew what he said, he shall have. Yeah. God is telling us today that you need to believe so much in your word. If you say what the Father says, you will have what you say. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of rejection, in the midst of persecution, in the midst. It don't matter how it looks. We say we believe the word of God. We say Hebrews 11, now faith and substance things hope for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, why are you saying what you see? If you saying that Hebrews 11 and 1 is true to you. If we, read, if we read Hebrews, that baby to come to me and let me hold it. <laughs> Glory to God. If we believe the word, we're going to have to say what the word says, but also meditate and mutter and think according to what we're saying. We can't let what we face be our reality. But we got to let what God does for us be our reality. Glory to God. Yes. You know, preacher, I always got to go to one more passage. <laughs> I just want to show you something. Luke 7. This is my last passage. I encourage you to read Luke 7, verse 36 and 50, but I won't read them all. I'm just going to read um, verse 39 and verse 50 in this passage. We all know the story. Amen. This is when the um, Pharisee, the religious person, invited Jesus to his house, and there was a woman there. They worshiped him and um, with her tears and washed his feet or wiped his feet with her, with her hair. Amen. Verse 39 says this. Now when the Pharisee which had beaten him saw it, he spake within himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him, for she is a sinner. That's a judgmental mindset. That's not a covenant mindset. You don't judge nobody based on what they doing in their actions. You love them anyway in spite of. Amen. 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 That's not the mindset. That's not covenant. Right. That's not covenant. That's not covenant. And I encourage you, if you attach to somebody or you associate yourself with someone and judge people based on their actions or based on what they've done, what they done, if you can't get them to change their way, you need to detach yourself. Because they robbing you from your confidence. They robbing you from experiencing your peace. Faith is built by words. You can't attach yourself to people that talk foolish. Come on. Do what you want to do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Verse 50. <laughs> Verse 50. In this passage, Jesus explained 
to the people to Simon what had took place or how this woman had worshipped him. What she done in the midst of chaos. You got to picture this. She's in a religious folks' house that know what she done, know how she lived her life. In the midst of chaos, she still worshiped the Lord. So in the midst of chaos or whatever we're going through, we got to still worship the Lord. Worship is not just raising your hands and listening to your favorite Amen. worship. So worship is Amen. how you live. Yes, ma'am. How you believe. So verse 50 says, and he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. I'm here to tell you in my closing, your covenant reality will save you. How you truly believe in the covenant will save you. And you'll be able to continue to have peace. Your peace will never be interrupted. It may be threatened, but it won't be interrupted. Amen? Amen. 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 That's a good word. Amen. 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 Nothing less than what I expected, though. Because out of the kingdom of God, we're supposed to come with expectation. Amen. If you came not expecting nothing and you didn't get nothing, well, you got what you expected. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we should always expect the kingdom of God to do just what it said it was going to do. We have to get a reality, and then it has to become a lifestyle. Amen. 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 That's all. Musicians are coming in.